Okay. Um, well, I'm glad and grateful to be here. Uh, uh, my name is Joanne. I am a recovering codependent, um, a controller fixer in Al-Anon. And uh, I am going to share with you my very much working experience on detaching with love. Um, it is a concept I was introduced to um, mostly actually through Melody Beattie when I first began this work about a year and a half ago or so. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I guess I just want to put out that disclaimer that it is a, I wrote down, a working living study of being assertive, the fourth step, boundaries, honesty, and interdependency, fully dependent on God. That's like my big long title. Um, and really, at the end of the day, I, when I reached out to John to say, hey, I'll share on Wednesday, um, was because I felt like I just really needed at this time in life, especially to uh, explore um, explore this because it is critical to my recovery. It is critical to my emotional sobriety um, and to my freedom, really, at the end of the day. And so um, there's this quote. I have a couple from, from Melody Beattie that I thought was appropriate. And the first one is that having and setting healthy limits, healthy boundaries, isn't a tidy process. We can give ourselves permission to experiment, to make mistakes, to learn, to grow. And that's such an important thing, I think, as we approach a lot of these concepts in recovery is that, you know, it's just talked about how it's like, this isn't a process of perfection. And for me, I have perfectionist stuff going inside of me. I want to arrange life to be perfect and I get really disappointed when it's not. Um, but that isn't the point. The point is to be able to experiment and make mistakes, but to try and to to learn and to grow. And like I said, just to find that freedom that we're searching for. Um, and so I was like, huh, I should look what like the dictionary talks about like detachment because like, do I even really know what it is? And so I mean, it's maybe not the best place to go is the dictionary, but I was curious. And so one of the, like the first uh, definitions was that it is um, an action or a process of separation, which totally terrifies me. When I read that, I was like, separation, like I'm scared of separation because it hits on like one of my number one fears in life is being alone. And so if I'm separated, like, ah, like I'll be all by myself, I'll be unloved, I'll be depressed. And then, you know, if anyone's done a fear grid, like let's go down the rabbit hole and um, I end up, you know, there's no God and self-reliance fails me. So that's terrifying. Okay, next, why would I want to detach? Next would be, uh, the second one is about like militant stuff of dispatch, doesn't make sense. Next would be uh, indifference to world concerns. I was like, oh, indifference, okay. Like I could relate to that. And I was thinking about like, is there anyone or anything that I'm indifferent to? Um, it's a hard one for me because I'm codependent, but I find, you know, I don't have a ton of road rage in me, at least the real kind that happens on the road. Apparently there's other kind in life, but we're not going to go there. Um, but I feel like, you know, if someone cuts me off or is tailgating me, like it doesn't, it might even bother me a little bit if something else is going on, but like, not really, like I don't dwell on it. I don't obsess about it. It doesn't really bother me. I can move on very quickly. Um, whereas like, I'm not indifferent to, you know, long time relationships. Let's just say Josh. Josh is such a good person to, he told me I'm allowed to use him as an example throughout this entire thing. Um, so I'm not indifferent to Josh. Like I wish I could be, I think in some ways, but it, I'm not. And so um, Life Lab, which is where this group is kind of a part of, uh, talks about something called 
being assertive. And that was like one of the things I took Life Lab probably about, I don't know, five, six years ago. And I remember that was the one of the biggest things that has stuck with me is that to be assertive, the definition that John uses is that um, I count and you count. And so, you know, when I'm passive, the other person counts and I don't count. Or if I'm being aggressive, I count and they don't count. Um, and then everyone knows what being a passive aggressive is because we've all probably done that before. So we're not going to talk about that. But like, I think, yeah, just that like desire for other people to count and for me to count. And so if I'm detaching with love, um, it doesn't mean that I'm ghosting and cutting people out. And that was a part of, um, I think, my my fear when I thought, when I heard, first understood this term of detachment is that it's like, I'm I'm scared to like, I don't want to cut people out of my life. And it's not really about that. And then I realized I have done that a couple times in my life. I've cut people out. I've ghosted them. I've just, bye. But actually, they may physically leave me, but I actually still carry them around with me. It it fuels my interactions with other people. Um, it fuels my other relationships. It's there. It's That person is still there, even though I've said, goodbye, leave me alone. Um, and so I was like, all right, let's go into a little bit of childhood stuff. I'm not going to go deep into it. But one of the things for me is I grew up um, in, in a meshed uh, type family. And so for me, what that means is that it's like I've been, it's like tangled in. It's like, um, when I'm in a relationship, like with say my mom or my sister or my dad or different things, like it's sometimes it's hard to know where I begin and, and they begin or they end and I end. And it's just this web that happens and it's confusing and it's hard. And it's like, eventually I found myself as a teenager, um, hating it and like rebelling against it, especially, and then going into adulthood. So what did I do? I got rid of all the tangled webs. I tried to cut them up and put them away and run away. And then I made all these walls, which I called boundaries. And they weren't boundaries. They were actually these walls, what they were created to do as I started to like understand what they are. They were a means of survival, which is necessary. I'm not going to discount that. Um, but I built them, I realized, so that nobody could get in unless I welcomed them in. And I could stay safe within these constructed walls. Like I could harbor in like my resentment and in my um, despair and, and my chaos. Um, but I had these walls. I thought they were made me safe and I thought they made me secure. Um, and so, yeah, I have troubles with boundaries. And I thought this is where probably, and I, and I think that like why I would be afraid of boundaries to begin with um, Two, like, as I started to understand that they're not enmeshment and they're not walls, there's these things called healthy boundaries that are um, right there, maybe in the middle. And the reason I think I'm afraid of them is because I'm, again, scared I'm going to be rejected. I'm scared I'm going to be alone. Um, that at least if I put up these walls, I can get that control of who comes in and who goes out. Or at least I have the illusion that I have control. Um, so this Melody Beattie quote says... When we first become exposed to the concept of detachment, many of us find it objectionable and questionable. We may think that detaching means we don't care. We may believe that by worrying, controlling, and trying to fix, or sorry, force things to happen, we're showing how much we care. And detachment means that we care about ourselves and others. 
it shows us to have, or sorry, it allows us to have our feelings to stop reacting and initiate a positive course of action. It encourages others to do the same. It allows our higher power to step in and work. So I'm going to go to uh, to my my example of Josh and I, our marriage. Um, one of the things I struggle with when it comes to like detaching is that I start off in this place of I have a really hard time being okay if he's not okay, um, which I wish it didn't. That wasn't the case, but that's real. And so, like, how I stay attached to him in an unhealthy way is that I will people please him because I want to something out of him. I want a particular outcome. You know, I want him to be this way and not that way. I want him, um, you know, to appreciate me more. I want him to say loving things to me. I want him to all of these things. But like, and also like when he comes up against me, when there's conflict, like, like I just, I have a hard time again, just like being okay. I have a hard time being honest. So I employ things like people pleasing, which is, you know, dishonest. Um, I employ things like um, manipulation and control and that um, what it means then in those circumstances, this picture that I've painted of me and my husband, there are lovely things that happen too. Don't get me wrong. Um, But it's that I need to be able to be honest with him. I need to be able to say like when something really bothers me or sets me off and I want to react because he's not doing what I want him to do. You know, the big book talks about, the show that is run and I am the one that's constantly trying to run the show. I'm the one that's trying to be the director, but Joanne is not equipped or capable of actually being a good director. Um, She, it's just not, it's not not my role and it's not my job and I have no business being there. Um, It's God's job to direct the thing. But the problem is, is when I decide Oh, I'm going to run the show. I've got some great ideas. Like this person could act this part. The lighting could be like this. Look at the great lighting behind me. I've got purple. Beautiful. Um, I've like, it's, it's just, it's not my job. And so when I detach, I start to detach and say, okay, this isn't my job. Like this is God's job. And so the big book talks about like, um, page 87, I want to say, don't correct me, but it's like, Thy will be done. And constantly throughout the day, thy will be done. God, thy will be done. It's your job. You're the one that's in control. And so therefore, I get to have healthy boundaries. I get to say no. I can get to be okay. Um, This other quote I love is that it says, we relinquish our tight hold and our need to control in our relationships. We take responsibility for ourselves. We allow, allow others to do the same. We detach with the understanding that life is unfolding exactly as it needs to for others and ourselves. The way life unfolds is good, even when it hurts. And ultimately, we can benefit from even the most difficult situations. We do this with the understanding that a power greater than ourselves is in charge and all is well. Um, and so one of the questions, again, this is my just like study of figuring stuff out and what it means to detach, um, is that there's always the possibility that someone's not going to like it. So here I am, here's Joanne, all fresh and new and shiny and in recovery. And she's like, ah, I'm going to put some boundaries in place. Um, and it doesn't necessarily work that like 
people are going to be like, great, love it, love your new boundaries. They're so good. I'm so glad you introduced these into our life. No, like we have had this line of relationship. This is how our relationship has gone. And now all of a sudden I'm breaking that. And it's awkward and it's uncomfortable. And um, my sponsor, I love it. She'll just be like, okay, but that person that like, you know, when you are honest, when you say something that you perceive they may not like and you actually don't people please, what might happen is they won't like it, but then you have to understand that it's their responsibility to how they react and do their thing. And it's you are responsible for you. You're not responsible for them. And they are like, they have every right to their own emotions and their own feelings and their own opinions and how they want to handle this. Just like I am. Um, but that's hard. Like that's hard for me in that boundary to like, not want to soften the blow for them to not want to, you know, help them along or like, make them feel good like that's uncomfortable um and one of the reasons why coming into wanting to even like talk about this and interested in what detaching with love means um is because i became a mom and so i four and a half years ago but like i became a mom and i've got these three great kids and i found myself recently like being like oh no like what if one day they hate me what if one day they won't want to spend time with me? Like, I love them so much. I didn't know this kind of love. When I became a mom, I had no idea what people were talking about until I kind of did it. And I was like, wow, like, I would die for this kid. Like, I would do anything. I want to protect them. I want their life to be good. I want it so bad. But then I'm codependent and I don't want to control it. I want them to want to love me. I want them to choose to be around me. You know, I hope that one day if they have families of their own, they'll invite me into those families and want us to all be a big family together. Um, and so what does it look like to detach from kids? It's like, okay, well, it's my job to feed them and love them and parent them. And it's kind of scary because I don't really know what I'm doing most of the time. Um, but like that detachment that like they are their own humans and especially as they grow up. And I saw this within myself of like, and as I became an adult, um, I wanted to have an adult relationship with my parents. I wanted like, you know, it's, and I'm sure it can be hard. That's the thing I'm realizing is it's probably really hard to, um, to do that because you just picture this sweet, innocent little baby. Um, and now all of a sudden they're an adult. And so how do I have that like equal relationship? How do I, um, not have input on all of the things that they want to do. And that drives me nuts when my parents do that. And so I want, you know, this detachment part, I want, um, how am I trying to say this? I don't want to behave like a child with my parents because I am no longer a child. And I don't want them to treat me like a child because I'm an adult. And so I want that same with my kids. And so it can be super awkward to do that. And I found that was really hard to do. Um, but it, what I realized is why I would even want to detach in the first place is that it actually gives me the potential to grow. And it, it gives us in that relationship the potential to grow and to deepen and strengthen and actually get an even better relationship. And um, I, I'm... I'm finished my fourth step here now. And, 
there's this like concept within it of like, why do you do a fourth step? Like, why do you um, do your inventories? Why do you go trudge through all of this stuff? Like some of it's really painful and really hard. Um, and it's because we, we come to understand that there are these blocks between us and God. There are these rocks, these pebbles, these gravel bits, like all different sizes. But there are these things that block us from God. The sunlight of the spirit um, is what the big book talks about. And I love that. And that it's like these inventories, as we forgive, we start to actually see our part. We have this equal playing ground of like, I have a resentment for a reason. Like someone pissed me off or someone did this to me and really hurt me. Um, But that person was sick when they, they have this sickness, they also have a spiritual malady just like me. And so um, I realize that I have done similar or the same or whatever, but we, we all need forgiveness. We all um, have done things that aren't great. And so, um, yeah, I just think about that of just like the whole point of detaching is so that we aren't attached to all of the people around us. Because if I am so attached to everybody around me, how can I be attached to God? Like, how can I be so connected to God when I have all of these other things going on with all of my attention? They're not my number one. Like, God God is my number one. I'm trying to make God my number one. But I have all of these people and all of these things that are pulling me and grabbing my attention and grabbing my peace of mind or grabbing all of these things. And I'm letting, I'm letting it happen because I have a hard time detaching. I have a hard time letting them go. I have a hard time um, forgiving Um, And I need God for that. And that was really the crux of all of this. And I know it's usually the crux of probably every meeting we will ever go to is that we need God. Um, And when I think of even that like relationship I have with my kids, like God doesn't force me to love him. God doesn't have strings attached for me. God um, loves me first fiercely. He loves me unconditionally. He doesn't like, and he loved Joanne when she was, you know, 15 years ago when she did that thing or when she thought that thought or she had that relationship or she messed that up or like today, God loves Joanne who is speaking right now and maybe not doing the most perfect job at speaking right now, but he doesn't care. He loves me and he loves me tomorrow when I totally blow it and I yell at my kid, you know, and God still loves me. And so I just think that like we have this free will with God, we have this free choice. And so I have that relationship, I have access to that relationship and that relationship will change my other relationships. If I'm connected to that source, I can detach, I can be loving because I'm first loved, I'm first secure, I'm first, um, you know, accepted and I belong somewhere. And so then I can offer that same forgiveness, that same love to others. And sure, it doesn't look like warm, fuzzy things all the time. Like I'm still, you know, that person's still going to be that person. I'm not going to change them. Um, But I can see them through a new lens of how God does. And yes, I get to set in boundaries. Yes, I get to set in all of these things because I'm responsible for me too. Um, And, but it's not out of this like ghosting, getting rid of all this kind of stuff when I think of detachment. Um, and so I'm trying to think if that's it. I think so. I think that at the end of the day, detaching with love is what I wrote here. Detaching with love lets the other person off the hook. 
it removes any strings that are attached, any expectations. Um, and it calls me to forgive, not out of my own forgiveness that I can conjure up, not my own self-will, but with the forgiveness that God first forgave me with. And he helps me. He makes that happen. And I cannot do this. I cannot. I'll keep making a mess if I try to do it on my own. Um, but God really is that answer. He really is that that place um, of hope. He um, gives me courage to be able to do that, to be able to be honest, to be able to not people please, to be able to show up and be me every in every single circumstance that I'm in. Um, yeah, I think that that's pretty much it. That's what I've learned so far about um, detaching um, with love. And the goal is just to have that, like to have healthy relationships with other people where I show love and mercy and grace and forgiveness. Um, and I just receive that from having a relationship with God, with being connected with him, showing up every single day and I will be done, God. You're the director. I can act in your play. Show me what to do. And that's it. Thanks for listening.